It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
You guys, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan, and this is Monday. We're doing it all over again, but I do have to tell you right off the bat, congratulations. You know why? Because you have made it through the first week of 2020-2023. You did it! I think it is it twenty it is twenty twenty three, right? Okay. We are can I get I'm looking around an empty room. Can we get confirmation? Yeah. Okay, twenty twenty three. Uh you did it. You made it through the first week. So it is smooth sailing from this point on. How's everybody's uh dry January going? Has everybody lost all the weight, learned a foreign language? Have we all done the, all the resolutions? Mine already got completed on Friday because we got Jen Shaw sentenced and Lisa Rinna off Beverly Hills. So I, I'm i batting two for two. Like, I should get a lottery ticket at this point. JK, um, we've got a great week of shows. I did, I did so many interviews this weekend. In fact, I was just thinking about it. I think I've, is there a, is there a chance I've podcasted like straight every day? For the last year, <laughs> it's. I think it's like I went straight through the holidays. Like every day, I did some sort of podcast, whether it be this or Patreon or guested on somebody else's. And listen, I'm going to announce my retirement today. This is it. This is this is the last one. So I hope you guys. I'm going to remove my back catalog too. So I will be. I will be a ghost by the end of today. No. Um, I was just thinking about that. I had so many good interviews this weekend, but I don't even think about it. You know, it's like, it's just a thing I do every day. And it's, it's, I I don't know. I was like, I should go anyways. That's not, neither of your concern. We're already getting into the weeds. Uh, today we have a pop culture roundup and today we have a very special guest back with us. Miss Kiki Monique at the talk of shame. You know her, you love her. We have a blast talking about all of this stuff. I want to do a couple of news stories and talk about a couple of things before we get to that, as I usually do. But I want to remind you guys and anybody new to the show, welcome. Don't be scared. It's going to be okay. I know this might be a little different. It started off with music. Oh no. Uh, The mashups I always love just to explain for the new people is that you're, you, the mashups are kind of like they take two different music formats and they mash them up together, and that's what I like to think of this show. You might get Bravo, you're going to get reality, you're going to get a good helping of pop culture, and you're going to get a way too big a dose of me. And that's the show. And you have timestamps to skip right ahead to Kiki Monique's part, um, or you can, you know, sit here and join the cool kids and listen to me ramble for a couple minutes. Uh, the Patreon, you guys, I just did a hysterical episode with Annabelle DeSisto, who I did the Home Alone movies over the, the Home Alone movie over the, the, the holidays, but she, we had, uh, an hour long Patreon special episode, which I thought was a blast. So go check that out if you're a Patreon member. And if you're not go join the Patreon, we did a live on Friday where we talked about the Jen Shaw sentencing and the Lisa Rinna stuff. And that was really fun. And I think you can watch that on video, actually, on the Patreon as well. So a lot of cool things are over there. Uh, did I do all the do that? You know, we got So Bad It's Good merch where you can buy So Bad It's Good shirts. Stop sleeping with Nick Cannon. Stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson. The Stop Sleeping collection is over there. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Um, I Oh, my God, you guys. My mom, this was a genuine text. I, I, I talked about this on the Bravo Wall Black podcast this past week, but I, um, <laughs> she said, um, I told you, like, my mom pays, a tr- pays attention to my Instagram. Like, she's really in it. And I finally broke 60,000 last week. And 
you know, listen, I'm not Ilaria Baldwin, which we'll get to in a second, uh, who broke a million this weekend. Congratulations, Ilaria Baldwin. And we'll we'll get into that in a second. But she, I said, listen, I don't want to do a post like going like, yay, 60,000, because I know a lot of people will just go ahead and unfollow me because people like to see me hurt. <laughs> but my mom texted me this, and this, I knew it was coming. She goes, you are over the 60,000 mark now. Your star keeps rising. And then she put the emoji with the hearts. And I got to tell you, I, I, I bawled. I really, I got so, I was like, <laughs> I did it. I'm a star to my mom. Uh, I will be back to see Becky Bailey this week. Uh, I will try to give you an update, um, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to have fun this week. I already did a couple of interviews that you're going to be hearing this week. I've got a Bravo person on this week as well. It is starting off just as busy as we ended it, and that is great. We're going to go full steam ahead. You guys, are you into little Android uh, dolls that are potentially killers? Then you need to go see the movie Megan, which I saw this weekend, and it was... It was so dumb. It, it was the. It was so good. It's bad. So bad. It's good. It was. It was the title. It was so bad. It's good, and it's like child's play, except that it, like it's not. It's like not a killer doll. It's a killer robot, um, and it is so dumb. But there are so many laugh out loud moments where you shouldn't be laughing, but it's like okay because it's one of those movies that makes you appreciate a movie theater, which I've talked a lot about on this show over the last year because I'm really scared movie theaters are eventually going to be the way of the dodo bird. Because, you know, only Marvel movies and these big, you know, like all, all the, those are the ones that people come out for now. And Megan is a small, like a lower budget horror film, but it was fun. And that's what I'm like, oh, man, we got to make more of these to get people coming back to movies and then hit them with the art house films. And then like because there's room for everything. I just don't want to get too accustomed to sitting in my bed with the TV on, which is just so attractive, but I do everything else in my bed. Why do we have to do all of the movies there as well? Listen, I mean, you know, like we got to find a way, but I will tell you AMC. Hey, whoever listens that works at AMC, I got to talk to you real quick. I know what you're doing, bro. I know what you're doing and you got to stop. You got to stop. Listen, they say the movie starts at 545 and you get there the movie doesn't start till 5.55 because they're showing so many damn... They're flat out showing commercials. They're showing commercials. Like if I want a commercial, you guys, you're trying to get us to the movie theaters. Don't make it more annoying than sitting there with my DVR where I can fast forward through the commercials. So I'm watching all these commercials for 10 minutes past the movie started. Then the lights finally go down. All of a sudden, they start showing more commercials. But these commercials are made to look like movies, so you get confused. You're like, is this a movie? And then they're like, no, Carnival Cruise. And then you finally get to the movie previews. Now, when I was a kid growing up, you would have three movie previews before the movie. And I used to want for I wanted more. I love the movie previews. I used to say that I could sit through a movie full of movie previews and be satisfied. That is not true. Uh, because AMC, how dare you? You hit us with like 25 minutes of movie previews. At this point, we're 40 minutes in, it feels like, to when the movie should start. Tell us, put on your ads, the movie actually starts at 6.15. So that way I'm not, because I'm the one that gets there early to the movie theater because I don't want to be late for this appointment I made because it's been drilled in my head not to be late to things, even though it's a movie. But I'm like, I don't want to miss anything. The magic of the movies. And then I'm sitting there watching a Coca-Cola ad over and over again. And Maria Menounos is having me play horrible movie trivia. 
Like, my God, like, seriously, they'll be like, who's this? And then show a picture of Will Smith and they'll give three options. Two of them are white guys. I'm like, it's Will Smith. Ridiculous. And you shouldn't go into a movie when it's beginning, like, just pissed. Like, God, give me the damn movie already. Sorry, that was like, that's been boiling in me since Friday. But it's AMC in particular. The Arclight, when that was open in LA, didn't pull that shit with you. It was three in, you're done, you didn't have all those commercials. And it's like, you're making... You're making money off our backs. It's not our fault the pandemic happened. Go get a loan. Go take a loan out or something. Please. Go do what Jax did to get his... <laughs> oh, today, by the way, I think that the Vanderpump Rules trailer will have been out. It should come out in the morning. Um, me and Kiki talk about that in this as well, and I'm very excited. I heard that it was good. I heard the trailer was good, so I can't wait to talk about it with you guys probably on Tuesday. Um, uh, maybe I'll go live and talk about it tomorrow, but... I can't wait. I'm getting excited. I told I told Kiki, I tell Kiki in this that I had a stress dream about the Vanderpump Rules trailer, which just makes you realize I'm way, I'm in way too deep. Uh also Also, I talk about Ashley Darby and Luke Golbrinson breaking up, or me and Kiki do, and we talk about that, but then we had already done that interview today, and then she was on Watch What Happens Live tonight, and she talks about it with Andy, and she said that her relationship with Michael, it made it difficult for Luke. And she even said Luke was a trooper. He put in, you know, and like almost like it, it kind of like Michael wasn't cool with it. it. It sounded like from what Ashley was telling Andy, which was kind of not what me and Kiki said. So it's good to know we were wrong. I want to tell you we were wrong right off the bat because we said Luke probably blew it and said something weird. And it seems like it is not that case at all. And that it really truly is. The obvious reason is that she's fresh out of a divorce and Michael is a weird dude and probably made it hell for her to date. And I'm sure it is very scary for her to have this under her belt and to realize what the future might look like in terms of dating, which is just scary. Uh, also word that Southern Charm is now filming and Catherine Dennis is not uh, not joining the season. Um, that was, I think, um, uh, blocked by Jax at blocked by Jax said that in her Instagram. So that's a, that sucks, huh? Ugh. OK, uh, I wanted to read something to you. I wrote this and it I don't don't make fun of me. I know this is potentially emotional. Um, I just want to read something to you. I just whipped this up and I don't know. Let me start. Okay. You and the world know me as Jen Shaw, but reality TV has nothing to do with reality. Even my tagline, Shaw amazing. They wrote it. I want to speak about who I am. I stand before you as an immigrant from Tonga and Hawaii, Hawaii. The elderly command the most respect. I am the family matriarch. The principles are humility and loyalty and respect. I have come to terms. I have gone against these. I am sorry. My actions have hurt innocent people. I want to apologize by saying I am doing all I can to earn the funds to pay restitution. I would say each victim's name if I could, but federal privacy laws prevent it. I sold merchandise about this case through a third-party vendor. I will devote it to the victims. Thank you for reviewing my sensitive information. Long-standing, untreated mental issues caused me to create my own fractured reality. This is a crucible moment for me. With the proper medication, I can now see what happened. I wish I could have stood outside myself. I am sorry. 
I have found solace in my volunteer work with anti-racism organizations and the LGBT community. To my baby Omar, mommy is so sorry you were woken up at gunpoint. My late father, I want to tell him I am sorry. I am humbled by your love for me. Thank you, Judge Stein. So that was uh, not my dramatic monologue that I'm auditioning for uh, theater grad school with. Uh, That was Jen's uh, statement in the court on Friday. And I just think it is so interesting, this, you know, like I, 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 I just, it's hard to take anything she said, like when somebody loses all credibility to you, it just, everything becomes a joke. I don't know if you guys feel this way or if you were moved by this. Um, me and Kiki also talk about in, in the pop culture roundup about the overuse of the word elder, you know, cause she's, you know, from the land of like Hawaii and Tonga, you know, the elders are so well respected you know, which obviously she didn't learn those lessons because a lot of her abuse and her crimes were taken out on the elderly. So to me, all of this is just hot air. Um, she will have to do six and a half years. We'll see what, you know, she'll have to serve 85% of that because it's a federal crime. They're trying to get her into a drug program, which will then lessen her sentence a little bit. She will have still five years of supervised release, which will make sure she doesn't commit crimes again. Um She's got a long road ahead of her, but I thought this statement was already another bad sign. We also heard that she went out partying that night with 20 people, but Kiki actually had a great opinion about this that I am excited for you to hear. But a lot of this felt like blaming other people once again. Like, I would say each victim's name if I could, but federal privacy laws prevent it. Okay, but federal privacy laws didn't prevent you from saying them before this trial. You could have reached out to them independently. You sold merchandise about this case through a third-party vendor, so we need to blame the third-party vendor. And then your last statement to my baby Omar, mommy is so sorry you were woken up at gunpoint. It doesn't, it, it puts the onus on the police. Like, oh, those police. It should be to my baby Omar, mommy is so sorry that I put you in a position that you were woken up at gunpoint. To me, it puts the onus on the government and their practices instead of her bad practices. Um, I don't know. So, listen, I just don't have a lot of sympathy, especially after reading the victim's impact statements. She is sentenced for a long time. So, you know, she's going to have to serve that starting February 17th. um, And we will see from there. I'm really curious what happens from here. Um, also just once again, if you did not listen to Friday's episode, listen just to the first eight minutes. I'm so proud of my send off for Lisa Rinna in the opening mix. I really took some time with that and don't worry guys. I had my first weekend as a retired housewife. (laughs) It's me. Lisa Rinna. You thought I was going to go, but no, I'm not retired from so bad as good. I'm here, baby. (laughs) We'll get more casting news on Beverly Hills this week, which should be very exciting as well. Uh, Also, Kiki recommended the show Fleischman in Trouble, which is on FX with Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes. I watched the first episode of that after I talked to her and I really, really liked it. So I'm going to keep watching. So that's a recommendation right there. If you if you like the old boob tube, Um, let's see a couple more stories. Oh, well, save this for because it's going to get silly. Uh, Did anybody watch Prince Harry on 60 Minutes tonight? It was a lot, man. Like that is a he's got he's got some stuff he's working through. Uh, he's just revealed so much about the royal family, which is really hidden behind, or it's always been cloaked in secrecy. So the stuff he's revealing, though, is just so shocking. And I really don't, 
You know, he says he loves his father and his brother and will forever and hopes of reconciliation. But I don't know if this is the way to go about it. But it's hard. Like, you see both sides of this. And I'm definitely more in Harry's camp. But listen, when you go against like a very, I mean, this is, you know, the monarchy is so set in stone and so set in their ways. That's literally why people why people love it in a way and that the fact that it, it's it's never supposed to change even when it should so it'll be curious to see what comes of this if the monarchy makes the changes that it potentially should and 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 how they'll handle this or if they'll just ignore harry i mean i hear that his invitation has been rescinded um to the coronation of his father but uh i don't know we'll see uh also i got sent a bunch of pictures of food god jonathan chebin uh, Mr. Wonky Eye, and what do what do what do we what do we think? How old do we think Jonathan is? Like he's one of those guys that could be forty, but he also could be sixty. You know what I'm saying? Like it could it could go any which direction. You could tell me an age, I'll be like, yeah, that fits. Okay, yeah. But he's always wearing like the designer things. But anyways, he was in Miami, and he was he posed for a photo with Larza Pippen from Real Housewives of Miami, and. Larza Pippen, Michael Jordan's son, who she keeps saying is his, is her friend, but it's, you know, it's obviously her date and somebody that she's dating, which is just so messed up. Like, dude, like of all the dudes in the world, you pick Michael Jordan's son, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan were like the powerhouse duo. And you pick, you probably were at basketball games where Michael Jordan was bringing that little son around and now you're dating him. Now he's, he's touching the booty. Are you kidding me? I mean, Scott, like, listen, I mean, my God, but I am loving Lars this season of Real Houses of Miami. Did you also, she was at, she was also at that Miami club this weekend, you guys. And she was uh, at the same club. The Daily Mail tried to make it look like her and Lenny Hochstein's new 25 year old girlfriend, the, uh, the model girl that licked her lips. It made it look like they were there together, but I think they arrived at separate times, but they were at the same nightclub. And I just don't like, listen, Larza, just Larza will get you in the weirdest ways. Like Larza, don't be playing like Larza might come off soft spoken, but she'll cut you, man. And she will cut you where it hurts. It doesn't even matter if you're her ex. She will hurt you, dude. Like Michael Jordan's son. Are you kidding me? Are you guys into this as I like I'm I'm not shocked. I'm just disappointed. You know, (laughs) I'm not shocked. I'm just bummed. I'm just disappointed. You guys. Um, also, uh, we talk about Kylie Jenner and Travis, uh, supposedly not together again. We talk about both of us not caring. He was seen on a private jet and also some model was some like young blonde haired model was posting in his private jet and you could see Travis in the background. What is it with these guys where they always need some young chippy there? They always need, and it's like some young model, like posts it on like TikTok. And you're always like, I guess, like, like, good for you, I guess. Like, I hope they have good food. Like, what is the, I mean, is it just that they're young? What is the conversation even like? You're just like literally their purse. You are their jewelry. And I guess that is something to be proud of or what. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, man, that's got to be weird. Like, that's got to mess with your mind eventually. Because eventually you're going to be traded in for another young hot chippy. But I guess it's just, oh, you guys, never have I felt so old. When I just did that, like, <laughs> never have I felt so old as right now. Another young chippy. No, I'm sure they're having a blast. I don't need to worry about them. But I see a young girl and I'm like, you're just, you're just another one of the string of young girls. 
I could never be a rock star or a rapper, obviously. Podcasters are badass, though. I will, I will say, that. I will say that. Um, okay, you guys, I want to, I want to take you through something. I talked about this in my Instagram today, and I've been meaning to talk about it the last four or five days because it was shown to me, and I've been watching it nonstop. And there, I have a new. You guys remember the Garth Brooks video when he was like, "It's official, I'm joining Facebook," and it was one of my favorite videos of all time. And then, of course, I did a whole multi episodes years ago about Justin Bieber calling fans to tell them to stream Yummy. Well, you guys, I have a new favorite video and it's done by one of the one of the greatest actors to do it mr alec baldwin now alec i don't know if you know about alec but alec is married to um i believe she's from spain her name is Ilaria, but it's spelled h-i-l her name's actually hillary and she's not from spain she hails from boston uh but she identifies as spain you know with spanish or identifies from Spain, which I guess you can do. And listen, I'm an immigrant immigrant as well. Just like Jen Shaw, who is from Hawaii, I too am an immigrant. I came from Kansas to Los Angeles, and that is so far, you guys. And I believe that's what an immigrant means, to travel to far distance. So I'm an immigrant as well. So uh, Ilaria, I don't know if you remember, we had the two-year anniversary recently of Ilaria being called out and kind of exposed for a lot of um, where she kind of adopted being a being, being a Spanish being, having a heritage that she didn't really have, but then she like well, was like no no I never said that even though there was video of her going like how you say cucumber 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 and she got caught in so many like so many lies and she just held strong she held strong like that's the new thing in this decade it feels like just never admit you lied and you're going just hold just hit, keep your head down and just go through it never admit whatever you need to do never admit you lied never admit you're wrong she still hasn't to this day she says no we're we're weirdos she identifies it's because she's been there and she's appreciated the culture so much from her family but then we had high school students who were like I went to her high school with her in like Boston what are you talking about but Alec Listen, Alec Baldwin, when I was growing like I I used to I used to idolize Alec Baldwin. His acting, I mean, what a good-looking dude. The acting incredible, the voice incredible. And I mean, 30 Rock was amazing. His movie performances, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in particular, um, just, you know, I, I I used to listen a long time ago. He had a podcast where I thought he was a a really decent interviewer and he this I mean, he's he's fallen apart for so many reasons. I'm not even talking about the drama on the movie Rust with the shooting that happened uh, last year. Uh, it's just oh, so this is what he does, you guys. Let me just give you the setup, and and you've already seen this, but if you haven't, let me walk you through this. Is that his wife Ilaria is Hillary is having I think it's her 40th birthday or something like that, and she you guys is so close. To 1 million followers on Instagram, right? Okay. So Alec says, you know what? What I could do for my wife, who is just amazing. I want her to get to a 1 million followers on Instagram. And so he puts out a video on his Instagram. And he's all like, nice, Alec. Not like mean, like calling his daughter a pig. Remember that voicemail? Like from decades ago with... You know, not that because Alec does. He can pop off. He can really pop off. He pops on 
pops off on paparazzi, people that go like, and listen, some of those are warranted, but a lot of the times he just seems like he has a temper. And <laughs> so he, he's nice, like, come on, do it for me, will you? And this is, you know, I'm sure there's not tons of money now with the amount of kids that they have, but still, man, like you couldn't even just get a gift card. You're like asking us to do the heavy lifting. I would have been actually better if he just asked us to donate to someplace. Like, would you donate in my wife's name, like to one of her favorite, like Spain charities? Um, but let me play you this just so you can hear the night, like the, just the saccharine sweet bullshit that it, it, it this fascinates me. Cause I just, I'm like, no, cause you're like. Okay, well, let's just get into it. Let's, here we go. Alec Baldwin, actor. It's birthday. It is my wife, Ilaria's birthday tomorrow, January 6th. Um, we don't attach the same significance to January 6th that other people do. We just say it's Ilaria's birthday. Oh, it's just Ilaria's birthday. We don't attach the same significance as you plebeians. <laughs> you know, by the way, I actually have always called January 6th, uh, Ilaria's birthday. Even when the insurrection happened in the following year, it was always Ilaria's birthday to me. So I'm sorry, Alec. Um, Wife. Oh yeah, he was. Um, and he's all just like his his eyes look completely closed because he just looks tired as hell. White beard like me. Um, I would like to ask you a favor. Ask you a favor. I would like to ask you a small favor, and that is, my wife is just. It seems like she's just centimeters. Centimeters! Of uh, um, a million followers on Instagram. <laughs> and I would like to ask you, as a birthday gift, or even just gesture, my wife, would you follow her on Instagram? Um, obviously, I love my wife. Obviously, I'm crazy about my wife. Obviously, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You all say about people who are lovely. Uh, uh, my wife's the most fabulous person I've ever met in my whole life. That's true. That's true. That's definitely true. But um, I would like as many of you as possible. I would like a really great, great surge of people to follow my wife on Instagram to say happy birthday to my wife. Would you do that for me? <laughs> Would you follow my wife on Instagram? <laughs> Would you do that for me? Would you would you follow my wife on Instagram? Vanessa, if you're listening, we gotta make a shirt. Would you follow my wife on Instagram? Would you do that for me? Would you do that? He's like Mr. Rogers. Would you hey neighbor, would you do that for me? Would you follow my wife on Instagram? <laughs> oh my god. This guy, this guy's like a class. A classically trained actor. He's won Emmys. He's, and he's, would you do that for me? <laughs> he's using almost a baby voice. And then it's almost like he's reading something. It's almost like he's, she or he, she's written up something for him to read. Because he goes, my wife is the most wonderful person I've ever known. And he goes, that's, that's true, actually. That's, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> like he's just reading it for the first time. And also, I'm sorry, man. You're not going to get me to believe that she's the best. <laughs> he's the best person you've ever met here. No, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he. Th 
Dude, there is something going on there, man. There is something deeply going on. <laughs> so, hey, you guys, <laughs> would you do that for me? <laughs> the fact that this matters to her. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? Oh, kind of bummed. I'm not at a million yet. Like, who gives a fuck? What? Like, followers are cool and stuff, but, like, it doesn't make me any less miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does. It's, like, cool. It's not cool. And he goes, I got you a million followers. And he goes, do this for her, for her birthday, or as a gesture. And I'm like, okay, but I'm do- I, I just want you to know I'm doing this as a gesture, not for her birthday. It's a gesture. A great, a great surge. <laughs> it's so creepy. I'd like a great gaggle of people to follow my wife. My wife is one of the most amazing liars I've ever met in my life. She had the whole world con- <laughs> fooled. Uh, she was on cooking shows, on morning shows, acting like she was from Spain, doing Spanish tapas and dancing. It's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. The fact that he would, and it was like nearly the two year anniversary of all this bullshit coming out. And it's like, dude, you already have the kid, all the kids, like, you know, you're not going to be able to fill up the hole with a million followers on Instagram. Believe me, I'm trying. It's not going to fill up any hole, you guys. <laughs> no, he's just, I mean, literally. Because, you know, you got to think professionally. That's got to be embarrassing a little bit. Like, Alex got to step back going like, oh, man, I got to get get the fuck out of this house because this is why I'm putting up videos asking, begging people to follow my wife, Elaria. Whew. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be a dick. I just, I think this is truly so bad it's good. This is exactly what the show is. Like, that to me is so bad it's great like that is gonna live inside some little pocket of my mind for the rest of my life for better or worse that is gonna be there i just i've watched it so many times and it's just the like he's really in actor mode he really is selling it he wants you to think that he is your friend he gives you a weird little smile at the end and i'm just like dude And the thing is, if she wasn't such a liar, like, that's the whole thing. Like, she lied about the, like, I mean, her heritage, she lied about, and she never came clean. She never came clean. So now we got to follow her to make her feel better? She's got to get to a million? Some people don't even have, like, five followers. Like, what about them, Alec? What about them? Do a video for the people with less than 100 followers, man. Um, also sister wives, they had their third part of their reunion tonight. And this Cody guy, I got to tell you, he is making a laughing stock of the polygamist, you know, religion and that whole lifestyle. He is a laughing stock. He can barely hang on to one wife. Now that guy's not even, that's a guy's a monogamous. Now he's not even a polygamist polygamist. He's embarrassed the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. He is not a good polygamist. All his wives have pretty much left him. Mary is like hanging on by a thread and I, Cody doesn't even care about her. And it is, I mean, this guy, I mean, talk about toxic masculinity. 
This guy, his hair is, his hair barely wants to be on top of his head and around him. And he just has these tendrils that I always talk about. I mean, I just glazed off during the third part of the reunion because they're not even in the same room. They're all doing separate interviews. And I was just, I was counting the tendrils on his hair and you could see some of the hair just hopping off like, boo, man overboard, woo. But this guy was just miserable all season. But the good news is if you like this show, it is coming back. They've already started filming. Christine said they were filming already. So that is exciting for Sister Wise fan. I watched the first part of before then, or was it before the 90 days? Or they have so many 90 day iterations, whichever is on Sunday night. I watched the first part this weekend because Meditza recommended it to me. And then I started the second part, but Angela was being so loud that I just couldn't. Marco, Marco, that it just wasn't. It, the first part I enjoyed, the second part really was grating. Um, so yeah, that's it. So let's get into Kiki. You guys, we're only 36 minutes into the show. There'll be a commercial somewhere along the way, but thank you for being here. I, I, I really do hope you guys, would you do me a favor? Would you rate this podcast five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify? Would you, would you do that for Ilaria? Would you do that? <laughs> no, but seriously, if you do like it, please rate it five stars. Um, join the Patreon if you like it even more. Um, this week, like I said, I'm really excited for the guests we have. Uh, Friday's show I really liked. We had Eliza <laughs> Eliza Kelly, <laughs> the astrologer. I'm just, sorry. I'm now thinking about Ilaria. But I like when I can go a little off topic or a little past reality shows in pop culture. And uh, it, it keeps me uh, keeps me on my toes. I really like that. So I hope you guys have the best week ever. Oh, by the way, I didn't even get asked what you guys did this weekend. Did it Was it good? Did you have a blast? Did it did it go too quick? I bet it did. And now, yeah, we're we're back at Monday again. But I hope you guys all fight the good fight this week. I'll be with you every day if you want me to be. <laughs> now I feel now I feel like uh <laughs> I feel like the, who I was in high school when I was dating. Uh I'll be whoever you want me to be. I'll be here for you every day. Oh, no. Okay. You don't want. Okay. Got it. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, yeah. So that's it, you guys. We're, we're probably going to have more mellow week this week. Knock on wood because the Jen Shaw and the Lisa Rinna thing is out. But I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of Housewives announcements this week and Bravo stuff. So we shall see. But we'll be here for all of it. Okay. I love Kiki Monique. I think she is an insanely huge talent. Always lucky to be with her and talk with her on this show. I just think immensely, insanely talented. So we have a blast. Here she is with your pop culture roundup. We will be doing other pop culture stories throughout the week because there's a lot of stuff I didn't get to, but we have all week for that. Okay, bye. You guys, welcome to the first week, a full week, I guess, of the year. Uh, we have the perfect person here today to do our pop culture roundup. I use these shows as an excuse to catch up with a old friends. So, uh, but when an old friend actually meets with like one of the best minds in pop culture, entertainment news, uh, crime news, like literally just runs the gamut, her account. She is one of the most trustworthy sources that you could just find literally about anything on her Instagram, on her YouTube. 2023, I think, is going to be an insane year for her. But I got so excited just with the thought when she said yes of just talking with her. Uh, we could shoot the shit about anything, but I'm just so glad we have so much to talk about. Kiki Monique, the talk of shame. Welcome back to So Bad It's Good. 
I'm so happy to be back. I love being here. Wow. Look at the, the voice you've got on already. And you've got a fancier microphone than me. Look at all the green. Like that's a, it looks like a UFO or something. That's amazing. You know, I'm trying to step up my game. Like the first it's, time I did your pod, I had broken headphones. That was all I had. And it was still amazing. It's still amazing. You're still amazing, but you even sound, you sound buttery right now. Um, so this has been a hell of a week. I want to get into you, but let's just start. Let's rip a bandaid off just so we can just show the audience where we're going here is that we had the duo Thursday and Friday of Lisa Renna announcing a mutual decision by Bravo to not come back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then the next day we had Jen Shaw being sentenced. Your account on Instagram covers things so like you made a shift and we've talked about it before where you came from a humorous angle and I still think you're insanely humorous, but now you present things like I go to your account to learn about things. And it was no different with both of these stories. How are you holding up over the last couple of days? It actually felt really good because ever since the, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial has ended, I have felt like a little bit like <laughs> I'm missing something because there, it really grounded me six weeks of just like, every day talking and having to report on that trial, it just put me in a different mindset. And I, I kind of missed that. So it was nice to But it was so to... dark too, right? Didn't it, it was... get dark towards the end? It was absolutely super dark, but like, that's the thing. It was like dark comedy because like dark comedy could still be dark, but have these moments of like, you know, you know, you have your Isaac witnesses and just things like that. So I still enjoyed it from just being able to hear all of the details that we would never hear in any other circumstances of rich and famous people. Because at the end of the day, we just want to know what rich and famous people are doing behind closed doors because we know they're up to up to no good. But they yeah. like put on this front now and like we're just like, no, we want the dirty details. And we, uh, we, I think we get the sense even with reality shows now is that we are not seeing so much of what actually happens. I mean, you would even throw it to Heather Gay's black eye. Like they're, they're purposely hiding things from us, the audience, even in reality TV and with celebrities, it even goes more insane. And that's why the Jen Shaw stuff was fascinating for me is because with these court documents, we as pop culture fanatics are starting to have to learn how to read affidavits, read behind the, between the lines. I'm judging a defense lawyer going, oh, that's a horrible opening statement. I, you know, me, somebody that graduated from Arizona State University. I mean, what were your thoughts going into the trial that morning? And by the way, if I if I didn't if I wasn't mistaken, when she originally was going to fight these charges, when she said she was still innocent, weren't you going to go down there for a bit in New York? Oh, yeah, I had absolutely planned to just be in New York. And I said, like, I'll just like you know, crash on my friend's couch and I will go every day um, and report on this trial. And then, the, you know, she's in New York and then all of a sudden she just decides to plea. And so everyone's scrambling like, oh, well, now we have a, a, a she's going to plea out. And so we didn't have to go to a trial. And now we just have to like go to her sentencing, um, which you think is just going to be sort of run in the mill sentencing. But even the sentencing turned into like crazy drama. Well, I mean, the judge opening salvo talks about, well, I see the courtroom's full today. I guess that's because of the reality star in the room. And I want to make it known that I realize there's a separation between reality show Jen Shaw and the Jen Shaw we see before us today, which is like, dude, wake the fire. He was like, dude, wake the F up. Are you kidding me? Did you did that seem a little wonky to you, that opening statement from the judge? 
it's not wonky, but it's it's always like uh like whoa moment when you realize there are people in this world who are like have no idea who this woman is and do not care, but like they see the following she has and they're just kind of like confused by it. And we're just confused, like, how do you not know this woman? <laughs> but you also accept the fact that like I, I don't I don't like it on behalf of me being protective of Bravo of like, yo. I know we don't see a lot, but this is still reality. This isn't just she didn't just happen upon this character of Jen Shaw, even in the court papers from like 2019, which got revealed this week in regards to her going across state lines to Las Vegas, Nevada to mess with that girl who she she was cheating allegedly on the husband with and sent text messages. I was like this. Jen has been this way for a while. It's not like the show made her into this character. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, in the beginning, you know, when all of these things would come out about a lot of the, you know, the Eric and James, we're all like, are these producers doing background checks? What are they doing? And I'm thinking, (laughs) well, yeah, they absolutely are. And they're seeing this and they're like, ooh, when this comes out. This is going to make our season like they don't they don't care because at the end of the day, they just want to produce anything. Right. So, I mean, I would leave it in, too, if I knew she had a restraining order. I, I love that. Uh, we have a p- possible financial crime. Sign her to a three year deal immediately. <laughs> Get her signed. I just think it's getting wilder and wilder so much so that you almost. We can't get it to the pack where we normalize this, where we're disappointed if there's no major crime on a season of Housewives. Well, and that's my fear for the Housewives, because I feel like this may be the beginning of the end in a sense, because, you know, we already have Housewives coming on who are flushing their social media feeds before that happens. So we're losing that element because that used to be a thing we could do when we found a new Housewife go through all their social media. Now they're cleaning it up before they're even casting. So that's not as fun. And so now we're relying on like, okay, like what are their lives like? And look, I know for a fact there are women I know who have had to turn down. They've been asked to be on Housewives and their husbands are like, nope. (laughs) And because their husbands know, because it's like, if it's not a divorce, it's going to be digging into my money. It's going to be something. And so what does that leave us with? Like the most boring housewives in the world. I don't want to watch that. Well, I have to imagine though, is that like we started with these complicated women's lives on like Orange County and all of these other shows. And back then it sufficed. I just feel like have we gotten to a point of almost like steroid housewives where it's like housewives that have watched 10 years of housewives. So they're throwing everything against the wall, like Jen Shaw. And then on top of it, they are financially set up because of possible criminal endeavors. And the mix of those two, the intersection of that really causes for some kind of like just mutant housewife. Well, that's the thing too. You know, I, I I just watched Tar, which is a great movie, by the way. And there was is it as good as everybody says? Oh, it's so good. Go, oh, it's so hey, good. Blanchette, you guys. Oh, she is amazing. And there's this line where she says, you know, hope is the last thing to die. And so you almost wonder, like, if you're going to get, like you said, this mutant housewife, because let's say you have been like struggling, you're maxed out on your credit cards, and you know that if you can just get one product on Bravo that can change your life, you might be willing to sacrifice all, you might have shady shit happening, you're willing to sacrifice it all because you're like, if I can just get to the golden promised land of Bravo taking their 10% and me becoming a household name, I can make it. So, you know. That's why I'm scared for Rena Wine right now. Rena Wine was supposed to launch this season. They did an episode on Beverly Hills with Lisa Rinna having the taste test of Rinna Wine. And now we're not going to have a show to promote Rinna Wine. So will Rinna Wine die on the vine? How will this be sold for Lisa Rinna? 
Rena has been on for eight seasons and regardless of what you think, I mean, look, at the other day, she has given us some of the most iconic oh. moments, right? And so she yeah. has Thank a following. Thank you for your service. Thank yeah. you for your service. And so she has a following. So even if she's not on the show to promote, she already has gotten that guaranteed money from those people who will buy now, especially now that she's not on the show, they'll buy it just to support her. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be one of those people, but if somebody <laughs> buys me a bottle, I'm happy to get hammered on it. I will fully get hammered on it. Um, back to the Jen Shaw stuff. She got sent into six and a half years, five years, then supervised release after that. Did you think this was uh did you think this was the sentence that was going to come out for her? For you know, I wasn't surprised by it. You know, once she pled out, it was like she pled to one charge. You know, they kept saying like, oh, 30 years. But I was like, there's no way she would plead out if she was going to get 30 years. So once it was around the 10 year mark, I was like, OK, that sounds about right. And I knew it would be somewhere towards, I thought, like the higher end between five and 10. Um and I and I said at the beginning when I was looking, you know, it was coming out, I was like, I think it'll be six. When I heard one of her underlings got six and a half, though, I was like, hmm, That's, maybe yeah. she'll get eight. But, you know, she also had better attorneys probably than, you know, because they, they even said in the sentencing, like her underlings were drug addicted. You know, they probably had public defenders and, you know, who knows? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it pays to almost have this family with coach and your sons by your side coming in with 30 letters written for you to the judge. Um, there was a lot of uh, family support behind. I thought it was very uh, interesting to have the word elders keep getting used on behalf of Jen of like, you know, she comes from a land of elders and now the elders are teaching her. And I'm like, the elders you stole from? Like, yeah, we, we're using the elder word way too much for somebody that stole from elders. Yeah. Respect your elders. You were stealing their life savings. I, I, they like had heart attacks and died because did you of see like some what? of those victim impact statements. Yes, it was terrible. I mean, so respect your elders. Yeah. Like, let's let, let let's cool it out, which is why I think inner city press was trying to get that redacted statement because like we we want to know exactly what you were saying to try to get your little three-year sentence. Will you explain to the people what you just said about the redacted statement? So basically there was, you know, a statement issued where she was trying to argue why she should get a three-year sentence and inner city press wanted, you know, public information. I want to see what you put in here to try to argue why you think you only deserve three years. Well, they redacted like 90% of this document. So inner city press filed the courts. They were like, we want to see the unredacted version. And they were going to rule on it during the sentencing. They did rule on it at the end. They said, I think they'll redact it on Monday. But that's, of course, after all of this has already happened. Do you mean unredacted on Monday? I mean unredacted. I think that we'll get to see the unredacted version on Monday, I believe. Is it true that her uh, her defender uh, argued that this will cause irreparable damage to Jen Shaw? And I was like, even after the even after what's already happened, like worse than this, like what, what could possibly saying. be worse than this? Exactly. I, mean, I was like, is it more about the cheating allegations? Is it more about like, what is it? Is it is it about coaches anal glands that he had an issue with that he used as an excuse last season? Did she throw uh, you know, Bravo under the bus saying some stuff that was in the NDA that she like, you know, that could harm her contract or some some way. I keep thinking about Bravo and all of this thinking like she said she made a point of saying she is still on the cast of Real Housewives. And, and the judge asked like currently and she said, yes, she agreed. So what my thought was like, does that mean Andy gets the first interview? And also it, I get that vibe that Andy doesn't want the interview, even though he knows he has to take it because it's still a news story. Do you get that vibe at all? Why would he not? Want, what gave you that vibe that he wouldn't want I get it? the vibe when he was talking about uh, Jen at BravoCon and, and since I feel like 
since she she I mean, she basically took an entire season of Salt Lake to proclaim her innocence. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're doing a, a needle drop on the last episode going, hey, by the way. Uh, and then we already see an excuse starting to form in the preview for this week where she's like, that Stuart threw me under the bus. I was manipulated by Stu. You saw how I bossed him around. But in essence, he screwed me. And I'm like, how are we split? And Meredith and Heather ride or dies. And I, I will never want to hear that word or phrase again. Oh, my God. But that's the thing that I just kind of wonder is that I think at a certain point, it's hard for Bravo and Andy to defend somebody that is they've been lied to so much as well. Like, yeah. I wonder if that plays into it at all. I I mean, I think so. But also it's, you know, it, it is a sticky situation for them because people are like, you know, probably like, don't put any more money in her pockets. Here's my thing. She has now been, you know, she's sentenced to prison. So now let her earn her money so that she can pay this $6 million restitution, which she still has to pay. Yes. I said, like, even the government, like, I would have paid $20 to watch Friday's thing. I would yeah. go, I would PayPal directly to the victims. I would, like, like give, give a chance for these victims because by the time she is out, like, these are elderly people as well. They they don't have forever. No. Let's, and she's agreed, if I'm not mistaken, to $9 million in restitution, or was it $6 million? Oh, I th is there more? Because I saw the six, I, th I thought it was $6.6 but you could okay, be. Maybe it's 6.6, and then, like, so that means she has that or will promise to have that. That. Yeah. Then we found out in papers that Coach Shaw this past year made seven hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars with bonuses for an assistant uh, coach, uh, like a really big coach on Utah's football team. They just played in the Rose Bowl, and I'm like, he's making seven hundred twenty-one thousand, and you're stealing at all? Like that's a lot, yeah. lot of money. And you know they're going to end up probably putting you know some sort of lien on. They are married; it's community property. And like I remember, there was one judgment with the whole Erica Jane situation. Like they can take some of her salary for like part of this judgment. Not all of the judgment; it was like one judgment, and I think it was for the you know maybe the Pacific Gas. I think it was related to that. But you know these victims could say like, okay, he's the only one earning right now because she's going to be locked up for six and a half years. So we need to be able to garnish coaches' wages at least you know ten percent or twenty percent or you know however. I I mean I I was kind of thinking too like if they are a united front at this point, which we still don't fully know if they are. I'm sure coach is going through his own things, and coach was mentioned in the text messages that were part of the uh, prosecution's. Uh, paperwork for for the 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 the, the sentencing memo uh, was that said, hey, coach will coach you through what to say to these people. So yeah. he was kind of named, but I don't know if anything is going to come of that or if they're even seeking anything against Coach Shaw. But I think he should. I mean, I would think it would be known that like, yeah, I'm going to get a really tiny shotgun shack and start paying for my salary because that's a lot of money. I mean, I if I were him, I'd probably look into just if I get a divorce, can I be exempt from some of these yeah. uh, <laughs> like things? Because what, is, what does Cuba look like this time of year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find it interesting, too, that it is part of Jen Shaw's statement, which I thought. I mean, theater kids are going to be using this as a monologue to audition for years to come. Like I, you know, I in the world, you know, the world, you in the world know me as Jen Shaw. But like, I was like, what an opening, like you were just like, this is something Aaron Sorkin would eat up. Like it was so, <laughs> but she brought up the fact that her manager was here in the court mm -hmm. and you guys, that means an entertainment manager, not just like a life coach. 
But I was like, do you? And then the, the judge even was like, hey, I'm kind of concerned that your client said the thing about the manager. You can't make money off of this. Does that mean she can't write a book? Well, that was the thing. Like I had seen someone say that the judge shot down the book because you can't profit. But again, if the book has been all profits are promised to the victims, why does it matter? Like, don't we want this? Yes, I would hope they would let, if not, I would just like, maybe just make us like a book about like cooking, like Teresa did, but then just put in some crap about the victims and like give that to the victims. But I just get scared that, I mean, I don't get scared. She's not, I don't have to worry about this, but do you think this, do you think she even thinks she's guilty still? I think that she is still blaming other people. And yeah, I think I that she will spend a lot of alone time in prison. And, um, you know, she can't convert to Muslim because as most prisoners do, she's already Muslim. So that won't happen. But maybe <laughs> she will just go through some, you know, yoga meditation. I don't know. I mean, supposedly this Texas uh, facility she's going to is the same facility that Elizabeth Holmes. That's what I was going to. I, I okay. So is that true? Because I was like, we got to keep these girls away from each other because Elizabeth is like, Jen's like, let me sell you on something. Like by the by the time they're both out, like it, like we're gonna get that blood thing again. And Jen's like, no, I can sell it. I can totally sell it. Just trust me. It's scary. Well, this is the thing. Prisons are already a, a for-profit business. My whole thing is like you just said, like, let's just make the whole thing for profit. Let's make it from seeing yes. being able to see the trial and let's be able to see her and Elizabeth Holmes. You know, roommates, this is a new threes company or whatever roomies like put a, odd couple. Put a CCTV <laughs> camera or the camera yeah. you have. I'll treat it like big brother 24 hours a day. And exactly. I just get to watch, you know, late night cam. I, I mean, I sit there like in the 3 a.m. in the dark looking at the big brother cam like a weirdo while they're sleeping. Yeah. I sleep to watch them sleep. I would do the same for like, two <laughs> prisoners. Be- don't be concerned that somebody won't watch it. Somebody will watch it. Oh, yeah, like, trust absolutely. me, somebody will watch it. Look, prison talk is one of my favorite talks. <laughs> and wait, wait, Kiki, that's what I, I've told the audience before. If you get on TikTok enough, you will eventually come find your way to prison TikTok. And like, I got to tell you, it doesn't look like they're finding a way like it, life finds a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they built one of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever seen in my life in prison. Oh, well, the food alone makes me not want to go to prison, but I'm always intrigued by like what their version of like ramen is or, you know. Did you ever watch that uh, Netflix um, reality series Jailbirds? It was out like three or four years ago, but they would send kites through the toilet. Kites were like love letters because they were in a male and female facility. And you would like, you know, people would get girlfriends by just wherever your letter landed. You'd be like, you're my girlfriend now. And they would talk through the toilet, which is just my dream way of communication in so many ways. Do you think I spoke with a prisoner um, on here about a month and a half ago and she walked. She was in there for uh, three years, I believe. And she walked me through it was a minimum security prison and listen she said yeah of course it's prison it's tough and all this stuff but at the same time if she got a girlfriend she got a boo in prison and she like she's like you know we colored each other's hair you could buy this you could buy that the co's were sometimes great would let you lay out sometimes they were mean but it was like they would celebrate each other's birthday they found a way to still do all and i'm like jen might really thrive She will thrive because here's the thing. When you have been living a life that is 
false for so long and it's building up. The reason she has so much anxiety is because she's been living this lie this for so long. And now it's all out. I'm sorry. There has to be a release that comes with it. And now you have, you've been reduced to nothing, right? And all you can do is just live your life and make the best of it. I actually think this will be the best thing that happens for her. It's so weird. Well, speaking of relief, she definitely felt relief on Friday night because she celebrated, you guys. Page Six reports Jen Shaw celebrates sentencing with lavish Italian dinner party for 20. She was at the New York hotspot Valbella at the park in Midtown later that night on Friday. Um, And uh, she had two bodyguards around the table blocking anyone from taking pictures. But I supposedly this is a fancy place. Were you surprised uh, to hear that she was celebrating at a hotspot in New York? No, I literally I had I was out and I was drunk that night and I went live when everyone because everyone started posting about it, all the Bravo accounts, and they were very angry about it. And I was the only one who I was like, why are y'all angry? She is literally never gonna see New York again until 2030. It is her last night in New York. Like that song says, you better dance, dance, dance like it's the last, last night of your life. Like, I'm sorry. I there comes a point where We have sat on her neck as we should because she was doing illegal things. And now we've taken it all the way to the end. She has been sentenced. She is going to prison. Are we going to just like punish her till she dies? She's been punished. Yes, yes. Let her her go have dinner. We don't even know who was paying for it. And if she wasn't paying for it, who cares? Yeah, by the way, you know she scammed somebody for that dinner. You know, (laughs) it's not coming out of her pocket. Are you kidding me? She's one of the best there is. Like, there's no way she paid for that. The minute I got a sentence for six and a half years, I would be drinking tequila in the Uber onto whatever way we were going. (laughs) Do you watch Love After Lockup this season? I didn't watch the season, but I do want to start. Oh my God, this this past week, I I, I don't remember their names like that well on on any of the TLC shows because it's just too tragic for me to remember. But one of this guy gets out, he has this, like his prison, like this girlfriend he got through prison they go out for their first meal and he goes to this nice fancy restaurant. It's like a $600 meal. He makes her pay. I mean, of course he doesn't have money, but then he had his brother bring his $30,000 Cartier watch and he's like wearing it. And then he's like, oh, he's feeling good. God. Cause he had champagne. He's like, let's go to the casino. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh, the-. And she's God. like, no, that's how you got in there. He's like, you don't want me to have fun. And she's <laughs> after she paid $600 for the dinner of lobster, crab legs, everything. Well, she's tripping. Yeah. She's tripping. Um, <laughs> So Jen Shaw, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, I'm just curious if Bravo will have it. I mean, the season comes to an end this week, which I wasn't expecting. The reunion, there doesn't seem to be high hopes for many reasons. I felt the Heather Gay of it all, which you've been following. Did you have any opinions on the black eye? I just thought it was kind of just weak all across the board of, you know, I don't know any about any of the rumors that I keep hearing on Dumois about like production, but I don't know. It just seemed, it just seemed weird. Yeah, I think that people made a bad decision and they didn't realize that the audience was going to turn on them. And we did because we're like, this is stupid. And that rumor about, yeah, production, I feel like maybe production is trying to throw themselves under the bus so that Heather can be still like the popular housewife that she was because they're like, we have to save this franchise. And she's like, and now people hate her. Everybody hates everybody on this show. Everybody hates everybody. It's by by default, Jen almost looks once again, okay on the season. It's not like she because she really Dana called her out on something, you know, about the informant at the dinner table on the the episode this week. 
And immediately Jen defaults to crying or anger. And then she gets herself out of that. And then it all of a sudden somebody else gets brought into the conversation. And even Heather talked about like, yo, just bring up my eye. We'll get him off that topic. And I'm like, don't self-produce and don't put your self-producing brain on this show. That scene infuriated me so much. I literally was like going to throw my TV out I the mean, window. Just the, just the spanking of the ass. And I was like, that is cringy as hell. Can you imagine? So, so cringy. Like I was like, who are these? No. Yeah. Everything about this season was just like pissing me off. And surprisingly, it wasn't really Jen that was doing it. <laughs> That, well, that's what I'm saying. Two seasons in a row. Jen has escaped. Like every season I've been like, what a dummy being on this show. And then I'm like, she ends up not looking bad by default. <laughs> and then I like, I'm like starting to love Lisa Barlow. And that's weird. Like there's I know. so many weird feelings I have about this. It's like a David Lynch season. I don't understand anything. It's so weird. Um, It's so weird. But that, you know what? The part about Housewives I do love is when I just start loving people. Because even with Potomac, I'm loving Candace. And I'm like, where am I? I'm in the Twilight Me Zone. Too. I I, I'm fully team Candace and Chris now. I'm yes. like, how many times are you going to say Chris is flirting with people? And how many times are we going to see video proof of him not flirting with people and being disinterested? I mean, but at least in that, in that instance, I will say with production edits, it's making it such a good season for just those reasons. Yeah. But to like be Chris, that must be kind of like intense to go through, like in terms of like, oh shit, they're gunning for me. Well, yeah, because, and also this was filmed months ago. So it's sort of like a surprise that it's like, kind of like they're seeing it, you know, now. And like, they're just like, what is happening? Like, that is not the situation that happened months ago when we filmed. And now you're trying to make a storyline and weird. I've been on record about not loving Candace in previous seasons, but I have to like, I have, I, I do love the flexibility that Bravo fans have of like, you can change your mind. You can go like, well, this season, I kind of see where she's coming from. And I respect her a little bit more. The last night of BravoCon, I've also told the audience too, was that I, I was at a place where there's like 40 or 50 of us, a lot of Bravo lebs. And Chris and Candace were in the corner by themselves and they both had their legs kicked up and they were like canoodling. And it was the sweet. I was like, oh, shit, this is like a real relationship. This wasn't like they were far away from any of us. Like we were all like and they were just like he had his arm around her. He was kissing her top of her head. And she was like, it just seemed really sweet. And to kind of be a creep and like try to like spy on that moment. But yeah. that moment was like, oh, that's really nice. That seems like a very real relationship. Well, and that's why, to me, it was so evident that Ashley was really thirsty. She's mad that Michael was such a perv, and she's going to try anything to make Candace's relationship look as nasty as hers did when it doesn't exist, but she's going to create, like, doubt in any way she can because she's so just annoyed with her own husband who nobody likes. What do you think about Ashley and Luke breaking up, supposedly, which happened this week? Ashley unfollowed Luke and... You know, Luke's birthday was last week. Ashley's birthday's, I think, today. Like, you know, and we all, I mean, we all got, guys, we all, like, we, we might have screwed that up for them ourselves because we got so damn excited about it. What did you think? I, I was like, never gonna, I knew that was never gonna let, it's Luke. I know. Like, I, was I, like, I, I was like, Luke, I was like, I was like, oh, please don't say like he probably like said this, like I said, like, you know, he's like so good looking that he's not like cool. Like he's, he probably said something like potentially kind of like, and Ashley was like, what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Like it just, and then compared to Michael Darby, like Michael Darby probably, you know, he's cocky enough where he says bullshit that like by his looks, he shouldn't have the confidence to say, but he still yeah. says it. And that could be attractive. Mm -hmm. And Luke doesn't have the gift of gab in that sense. Okay. 
And you're, mean, like, yeah. oh, you're like, okay. Well, he's like, let me pour maple syrup all over your body, girl. Like, <laughs> well, we know, like, when you're just like sometimes too good looking, like, you know, you lack sometimes in, you know, communication oh, because you haven't had. Kiki, I deal with it every day of my life. You don't <laughs> think I would, pr- I would give back these looks in a second if I could communicate. I really. <laughs> uh, what did you think about Rinna being uh, the mutual decision? I I predicted this, but I was still completely shocked that they came to a mutual decision, which I think was very kind on Bravo's part to let her put that statement out. What did what were your feelings and thoughts when you first heard? I was absolutely shocked because one thing you don't mess with is the money. And Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was profitable. It was making money. I don't know why you would switch up the cast. I mean, I Diana could go and even you know, Cherie could go because they didn't bring anything for me last season. Cherie. Uh, exactly. Will Smith's ex-wife. Exactly. Wait, I thought even... her name was something. Uh, what was I thought her name was Cherie. I thought it was Cherie. I, I'm sure you're right. I'm it's I've blocked out a lot of Beverly Hills this season. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, but you don't even remember her. So it's like the two of them could easily go. I would not miss them, but I thought for sure, Rena, like you just keep the, the ones that I don't know, make the money. So I was shocked. But my 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 when I th- thought about it for a little bit more, I kind of thought about like that night we had went live about um, remember that thing about the Patrick oh, Summers yeah. guy that like was and and it it kind of turned out I think Rena was up in a lot of Bravo Instagrammers things like planning stories yes. about Hathi and all. I think in a sense that stuff really didn't help Rena and I think this like at the end she even brought production saying well maybe maybe production bought the box maybe they did it and I'm <laughs> like you true. don't point the finger back to your boss uh the her behavior at BravoCon her behavior on the reunion and her imitating herself for three seasons in a row I think finally led to a point of like a make or break of like listen we're going to have to rebuild at a certain point maybe we do it now where we can keep Erica we can get a different perspective and view of Erica, seeing how she fits in with the group now, because that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and maybe Rinna had reached that moment of how much, because I just felt like it was an imitation of herself the last two seasons. Now is my favorite part of the show where we get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, this podcast, So Bad It's Good, is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. Now, listen, <clears throat> we're into a new year, right? And I'll be honest with you. I have let um, I have let certain parts of my mental health slip. I need to go back to therapy. I need to actually use BetterHelp once again because I feel like my best self when I do things <clears throat> that work on myself. And listen, I'm working out now with a trainer, but also I need somebody to work out my mind, and that's where BetterHelp comes in. We do all of these things, right? We do all these things to look good, you know, and to to dress ourselves well, <clears throat> to eat well, you know. But sometimes we don't take care of like our mind, our inside our head, which kind of dictates the whole life that we lead. But when you're at your best, you can do like great things, right? But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. I I felt like that the last couple weeks of the year, and there's a lot of things going on in life, in my life right now, in all of our lives, really. Um, But I really felt like I was going through some motions or just kind of like I was swept up in things. And I still felt like I was doing good work, but I felt disconnected from it, if that makes sense. And I was thinking in the shower before I I came in here tonight, I was just like, it is so, everything's so fragile right now, I feel. 
Like everything could go in, in a moment. And sometimes in the same hour, I can go from happy to sad to ecstatic to angry. There's so many emotions happening right now. Working with a therapist can help you get closer, though, to the best version of yourself or how to deal with all of these emotions that you have every day. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Um, <clears throat> I've, done, I've done therapy at multiple points in my life. The tricky part, just to be honest with you, with therapy is that sometimes you feel like, well, I'm good now. Everything's good. Let's just keep it where it is. And I realized that just with exercise as well. Like I'm back at the gym this past week and it's, man, it hurt. It hurts so bad. And I was fearing it so much. And the same thing with therapy. I have that thing in my head still, even after all of these years of doing that, like, oh man, I'm scared to set up an appointment on BetterHelp. I'm scared to actually talk to my therapist and tell them what I'm feeling right now. And that's, I don't know why that scares us. I don't know why. I'd rather just do a three hour podcast every day. But it is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. I mean, just being here in this world is potentially major drama, though. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. Boom. Flexible. Boom. Affordable. Boom. And entirely online. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Now, that's a very important point, point right there. That's a great feature because sometimes you got to jive with your therapist. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Come on, you know how to spell help, you guys. BetterHelp.com slash so bad. And I will put that, uh, that in the show notes as well. Um, now, uh, this is great. We, uh, we haven't, uh, we haven't had this, uh, sponsor in a while and I'm very excited because, uh, this really helps me out of a jam. Our next sponsor is HelloFresh. You know, HelloFresh, but HelloFresh, they don't even know this, but they are helping me out of a jam already in 2023 because, I, um, I made the bold statement to my parents that I was going to cook for them. I was going to cook for them. And, uh, listen, uh, I got a, uh, I got a box of HelloFresh coming to me and they gave you all of these different options. Like I could, I could pick all like, like veggies, fit and fun, like all of these different kinds. Like you could do pay, like it was so amazing. And I chose one and that box is coming to me and I'm going to have a bunch of different meals that I get to prepare. And like how my parents' house is, it has this Island, like a kitchen Island. And then they're like a living room. It's like a tiny place. Um, so I can be out there cooking. My mom can sit in her recliner chair. My dad can be out there and we can all chat while I am reading the hello fresh directions because they take you through every step of the way. Um, listen, you've got new year's goals and hello fresh is going to be there to help you achieve them. You skip the grocery store, which is huge because the grocery store, let's just say it can be annoying and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. What about that does not sound good. Like, honestly, it really is awesome because you eat well, you save money, you save time getting in the car, getting out, uh, going into the grocery store, coming back out, getting in the car, going back home, and then you got to cook. 
Um, so fast and fresh recipes, they have that as well. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays so sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Um, listen, it is one of those things that I think, uh, if I'm left to my own devices, I'll just be honest with you. I won't. I'll just, I'll eat whatever's there. The fact that they're going to have prepackaged meals that I can make and they're going to be 25% cheaper than takeout. Are you kidding me? The ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days. So, you know, they're fresh. Um, so skip the snowy schlep to the grocery store, stock up on snacks, sides, desserts, and more at HelloFresh Market. You can also add these staples and sweets to your weekly order, and they'll arrive on your doorstep along with meals. Like, I love this. You got, I love to not see people and go to the grocery store. Like, this is everything I want. I truly, truly think that HelloFresh is going to be the way to start off your 2023 right. It is so easy. You can go to their website. You can pick out these meals. Like you said, you can add extras if you want. Um, and I got to tell you, I am going to be doing that this week. And when I tell you I am excited, that is so because I've done HelloFresh before and I flipping loved it. It was when I was married, though. So listen, that was like so long ago and I'm so excited to do it again. But please do it with me. Share your experiences with me. I'm going to share my experiences with you. And uh, my mom will probably be watching over my shoulder telling me what I'm doing wrong. But I'm really excited to go on this journey with HelloFresh once again. So. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SoBad22 and use code SoBad22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash SoBad22 and use code SoBad22. Um, and I'm going to put this in the show description as well. So HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80 less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, 
All you had to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, you're totally right, because that's the thing. If Renna and Erica had been on the show together, they would have kept that same dynamic. And it literally would have just been uh, nobody wants this. We don't need any more of that. We get it. You guys are thick as thieves. You are not going to, you know. So and, and look, Erica was one of my favorite housewives in the beginning. And so I do want to see what her dynamic will be without her. I mean, if Brandy Glanville does come back, which is like the rumored, it's clear that she's already, because she's already sticking up for Lisa Renna online because, you know, Lisa Vanderpump, when it found out that Lisa was not Not, coming back. Yeah. Ding dong. Yeah. And so then Brandy stuck up for her, (laughs) you know, on another tweet. And so it's clear there will be maybe an alliance uh, with that, which, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like shakeups in a certain way. And, and do I think Beverly Hills is going to be as good without Rinna? Probably not for a season. But listen, I watch a lot of shit. Like, I watch a lot of bad TV. <laughs> so, like, it's probably still going to be okay. These people know what they're doing. And I think hopefully with this change, it gets like everybody, it like, 
paying attention, like everybody interested in making a good show again, or yeah. everybody interested in seeing like, like, where are you? Are you digging Miami this season? I haven't watched. I was really oh into the first God. season, but I haven't watched, but I did watch like a couple episodes, but I haven't watched them as consistently. Oh I'll be honest. You got it. Um, well, anyways, I wanted to read you. Harry Hamlin says wife, Lisa Rinna made the right decision to leave real housewives of Beverly Hills. She elevated the show. Harry says, she says it was the correct. He says it was the correct decision, the right decision to make at this point after eight years. I think she took it as far as she could take it. And she elevated the show. Now it's time to move on. Eight years is a long time to do anything. The same thing over and over again. Harry said from his tent solo camping trip in the, uh, the, Appalachians. No, no. I just think at this point, like, of course, Harry's going to say that. Did she elevate the show? I mean, in a, the sense of like, um, she she did a lot of wild shit on the show. So like, she really made that show good in certain seasons. Well, I would say like next to Nini, she's probably one of the most memeable or at least like, you know, yes. we, we, oh, we use her scenes and we use her lines a lot. So I think in that respect, she, you know, brings it. Yeah, no, I, and I just worry about Harry. You know, Harry's just alone in his secret garden a lot of the times. <laughs> and I'm just like, now it's going to be full time Rena. Like, he's just like, let's get her working. Let's get her out there. I can't be alone with her like 24 seven. I worry about Harry. Well, I just think she's going to be spending a lot of time just now traveling with her daughters because now that her daughters are, you know, big old supermodels, she's like, well, I'll just be, you know, stage mom. But like, like I let y'all shave our eyebrows together. <laughs> or yeah, she'll just be like more like the third sister. She just wants to be on the road. She doesn't have to, you know. Yeah, she she's gonna be up in Drake's DMs, you know. Totally. She's like, totally. Um, I yeah, I'm excited to see what happened. Like, where does she go from now? I hope I'm hoping it's not immediate podcast. Because oh, I was like, God, oh, yeah. are you going to do like a rewatch of Beverly Hills podcast because of Bethany Frankel and yeah. all that stuff? Speaking of Bethany Frankel, I was getting annoyed watching some of her opinions on uh, Harry's book, Spare and the Royals, which I know you've covered a little bit. But also, uh, you uh, was it New Year's? I was watching you do caviar bumps. Uh, you tried some caviar. Was that because of that TikTok Danielle girl? Was that because of you? Like, what was the what is the caviar fascination all the time? All the time? I really uh, ever since. Kathy brought up that she has potato, yeah. caviar potatoes. I was like, I want to have caviar potatoes. So I was like, well, New Year's Eve is what better night to do? Or was it New Year's Eve? Or it was Christmas. It was New Year's Eve. Day, I think. Wasn't or, it? I thought it was Christmas. I thought it was thinking it was Christmas oh, Eve. I don't know. Maybe, maybe either way. Yeah. But I was like, what better time to do? Yeah, caviar potatoes. And so I wanted, I just made them. Was it amazing? So good. So caviar is really it's not yeah just, and i mean i you know i got just like caviar from like you know whole foods it wasn't yeah. even like the fanciest and i'm like oh, I, I i'm really on caviar really tiktok right now and that's oh, how they really? all get it from like uh they're all getting it from uh whole foods and they put them on dorito chips with a little oh, creme fresh interesting yeah and i was like that's kind of cool um so yeah i just wanted to do the caviar detour really quick uh speaking of the royals though uh, Harry's book, which has been leaked in Spain this past week, so we've seen a lot of the book already, will come out, I believe, on Tuesday. I think he's on 60 Minutes Tonight with Anderson Cooper. What is your or, your overall view of the Harry and Meghan uh, kind of press assault over the last couple of months with the Netflix series and now the book? It's like crazy because, look, I will preface this with I love Harry and Meghan, and it's going to be really hard for me to not love Harry and Meghan. And they're really in love. You can tell that. 
They're really in love. Netflix stock, I thought was amazing. I thought it was exactly what they needed because there were certain aspects of the story that I feel like I didn't know, especially not being in the UK. UK saw a lot more than the you know United States citizens did. And so I felt like it got to see a lot more. And I, so I love the Netflix stock. Then it's like, okay, Harry has his book coming out. Okay, well, this is like a little more, okay. Then I hear like, Megan might have a book coming out and I'm like, oh God, I don't want them to lose their goodwill or, you know, like how like, I feel about space them. it out. I, I like, I was like, let's space it out. Let's be, cause I, the Harry, I was like, no, 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 let's do this in April. Let's do it in April. We'll get, we'll take some time with the Netflix stuff and then go in April. We'll read your book. It just feels like so much right now. It is, but the problem is what I keep thinking is like, well, they already have probably cashed the check and bought the house. They have to, they, they've made Tyler's these commitments. Tyler's like, well, you're not coming back to our place. Tyler Perry yeah. did not let them come back. And I think there's certain commitments that they've already made. And so it, that's why it feels like a lot. And then somebody said to me the other day and it made me kind of like think, I was like, okay, let me reset then. Cause I was like, I'm going to get annoyed with them. And they were kind of like, look, think about how many years he had to put up with this of like stories about him. He's just like, let him just like get it out for as long as he wants. It's his story. It's his right. And I was kind of like, you know what? All right. Let him just like word vomit over everything. I'm still going to love them. And hopefully it doesn't go too far. And hopefully him and his father can make amends. And we'll but the see. Royals, the Royals have always been shrouded in secrecy. So it's almost like that thing of like, you don't do this. And he knows what a big deal this is. But I mean, it gets petty, you guys. He even says comments on his brother's hair loss and says it is astounding. And I'm like, damn, dude, damn. Which is like so funny. It's like, it's like, this is the stuff we live for though, right? Because like, we do want to hear you talk shit about your brother's hairline. Cause we but also shit. like, Harry, look at your hairline, bro. I can see through every piece of your hair. Like, like, listen, I, I appreciate you're fighting the good fight, but like, dude, it's going to happen eventually to you as well. But that's in there. His story of how he lost his virginity is in there. I mean, you know, his, his service with the military and like, you know, the, you know, he, he admits to taking the lives of 25 Taliban, I believe, or like, like a frostbite penis at like Kate and, and William's wedding. I was like, dude, you don't like, a, I was like at a certain point, like do you, somebody wrote on Twitter today was like, uh, he's, he's kind of like a more posh Chet Hanks now, like after <laughs> all the revelations this week. Now like, I got my two boos. I love it. Are we, do, do we learn if he's circumcised or not? I mean, did we get that level? It feels like, like he would. <laughs> chapter two is like my huge uncircumcised dong. Is, I call him little Harry. Um, no, I just, I think like at a certain point, like the air of mystery, the Royals always depend on that. Do Does that air of mystery need to extend still to Prince Harry and Meghan? And I mean, I feel like that is now gone in a sense. And you know what? Screw it. Let it be gone because, you know, they still have so much more mystery that we will never find out. Like, let's hear as much as we can while we can. <laughs> I love it. Um, are you going to read or listen to the book? Um, I will say that I will. And let's see if I actually do you know it. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I just feel like so much is online that you don't actually have to like buy the book. Like yeah. I would, I'll be like, I read the book and they'll be like, you never purchased it. I'll be like, I don't know, but I definitely read it yeah. somehow. I, don't I know, know. I know all that stuff. I know all the stuff you, yeah, you're right. Like I'll TikTok the book. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, do you believe in love Kiki? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know if you will anymore after this story, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott reportedly split again after spending holidays alone. And my question to you is that, did you know they were even back? To, I, I don't even care. Like, I don't know. I don't care. What did you need to put a statement out about this? 
No. And you know, I, I don't tend to go into too many conspiracy theories, but when it comes to the Kardashian Jenners, I've decided that I'm leaning fully into conspiracies with them because stories like this come out when we're like, we didn't even know you, if you were together or not together, we didn't care. We weren't even asking. We weren't even asking. Was not even on the thing. (laughs) And we're like, so I'm like, what happened really that you're trying to d- distract us because they're always doing a look over here the thing and you know i started i don't know if you, you're on talk as much as i am well i oh. I, I got back on it like okay. a couple like it's it's been kind of severe from the holidays on like i had escaped it and i wasn't really doing any tiktok but then it the idaho killer case drew yeah. me back in and then i've like i've become obsessed at night like where i'm starting to fall asleep watching tiktok yeah, it's it gets bad. I've definitely like yeah. been like, let me watch a little talk before bed, and then the sun's coming up. It's 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 been like that before. It's really yeah, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. But there was this rumor going around on TikTok, um, all alleged about a, a newspaper publishing that Rob Kardashian allegedly had an overdose, but it was only in these overseas papers, and we didn't see it here. But this also coincided with things that they were like, look over here in the U.S. And I was like. And then they were trying to show like that he was being active on his like Instagram, but like, yeah. you know, and so it was, it was interesting. Cause I was like, I, I dive into the conspiracies because I do think that Christian has a lot of power in what can be published about her family. And she does try to distract us a lot. I will say this, and this is tragic news actually. And I'm not making any jokes about this. Tristan Thompson lost his mother on Friday and it was very, not, that wasn't interesting, but Lamar Odom's TMZ special came out on Monday on Fox. And I watched that and I was struck by the part where he had went to the bunny ranch ranch, had strokes and heart attacks and Chloe rushed to be by his side. And then we get photos uh, of, you know, them exiting a private jet going to fly to be by his mother after she had passed. And Chloe is on that private jet and there's pictures of them coming off the, the jet. And this is where the conspiracy stuff is like wild. I watched this lady's TikTok who did an amazing job saying like, listen, I don't like this conspiracy stuff either, but it's very interesting that their, uh, their photo agencies were there to meet them on a private airfield. And they have this grainy photo, but they were like, look at this. And when you zoomed in on Chloe's, they had like really badly photoshopped half of her face. And it huh. was like, you you could see it immediately where you're like, oh, damn. Like whoever did that also tried to retouch the photos before they were released. And you could tell on Chloe particularly. And I was like, is there a chance Chris would be trying to make money or even get a message out there of sympathy on behalf of Tristan uh, through photo agencies and stuff like that? And I guess just with the Kardashians, you have to say you never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you, you just, you, you don't, you don't ever know. Um, and so, yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. Well, what is your thought? I mean, speaking of TikTok, uh, Kim and North are very active on TikTok and it is, uh, it's getting disturbing in a couple uh, instances. Uh, a lot of people find this cute. I found it very alarming of the Kanye cosplay where North is dressed up in like makeup with the beard and the outfits and um, lip syncing to his songs with Kim in the background. And then the one that came out yesterday or today has another little girl in it. Like I think being Kim. And I'm like, what the hell? I know this is, listen, I don't want to overreact, but what are your thoughts when you see these? So initially I was like, I thought it was like really cute that North was, you know, dressed up as Kanye. It was really cute. The pro- the only problem I had with it is uh, Bound 2 is one of my favorite tracks of Kanye's. And like, 
I love that song. But I also remember the video and like it's, it's literally like naked, naked on a, Kim yeah. on top of Kanye. And that was the only thing that was weird. I was like, I don't know if that's the song I'd want to do with my daughter. But um, like you could do so many, but like it's the only one that Kim was obviously in the video. So it makes sense. So, I mean, I did think it was cute. And I honestly, I looked at it as a mom. I guess I'm happy that she's still like putting her father in a good light considering nobody else is putting him in a good light as because he's not doing good things at least for now she can try to like make her daughter see the good side of her father and so I guess I just looked at it as like at least a mother trying to just like keep it together the best she can but it can't be easy I, I but I also feel like there's a hidden message here too of like don't like Kanye needs to take a second and and a step back and 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 there's a lot of uh, pain he's caused with statements and and all, of course and of course that is their father and stuff but don't normalize him to it like don't don't That's try true. to like normalize him to a like no he still has things that i feel like man as one of the bigger kanye west fans that I, like that was that was brutal and shocking yeah. and i don't want to all of a sudden see a kid and be reminded of the good times it's true and, you know it's like we don't need a TikTok about then. him like there's yeah, a reason send him, send him that on text send him that on text. there's a you reason know? you know he has a missing persons report because i mean i don't think he's really missing he's just oh, like yeah. in hiding but like let him stay in hiding and that can also be yeah that was hiding. the only thing but i can't imagine like that's the other thing too because if you think about it, I'm so like, oh man, how would Kim even, how do you even handle any of this? How do you even handle this on top of being who you are wanting this life, but at the same, where it's at now, it just doesn't seem aspirational at all. No. And that's why I think they really have to like, they're really having, I assume crisis modes about their brand because like, this is not whatever they were doing doesn't sell now. And so they're really trying to scramble to figure out what sells. And, you know, it was working with the whole Pete thing, you know, they, they, they were to do like a little revamp there with Kim and, but that even went left because of Kanye. Like he and was, also made a misstep because of Balenciaga to close out yeah. the second season of the Kardashians with Kim's triumphant moment of walking for Balenciaga yeah. was the same week the Balenciaga scandal dropped. Yeah. And you know, that's just really it's just really interesting to see how far they've come, but also how how many more problems there are now. And is public interest waning? You know, are we going to see the emperor has no clothes or do they get past this bump? I mean, I, I think they'll always with Chris at the helm get past. But I'm just curious. It might be too big. now. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many now. Think, think of the whole new generation that's created like there'll be there'll be a little bump. But like now we have a whole new generation of Kardashian Jenners that's going to bring a whole new uh, element to the and so yeah they'll 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 triumph they'll carry on in different ways yeah sure they will so uh i think tonight if from if my sources are correct we're going to get the trailer for the 10th season of vanderpump rules um are you excited for the 10th season you've been to schwartz and sandy's i was there one time with you when like a cold open and then i think you've been back another time on the open open yeah what what do you think about the 10th season what you've heard so far and what do you think about schwartz and sandy's um, what I can say is, um, I, possibly I could have seen a, a trailer possibly. <laughs> and you saw the trailer already. Okay. I don't know. I, don't know, if I'm say. I don't know if I would say, um, but what I will say is I think that people will be pleasantly nice. surprised and shocked. I think VPR is going to have a revamp that it. people were not expecting and I think it's going to be a good freaking season. I was like a revander vamp. I was trying to make it work. I was trying to make it work. I'm so, I trust you. So I'm so excited to hear that because I I had this night. This is so sad. I had a nightmare last night 
It was like about some other stuff. But then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. Like it was all of a sudden Monday night and they didn't drop the trailer. They dropped the whole first episode of the season. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like they just <laughs> drop it without any promotion. And then I watched the first scene. I was like, okay, this is good. And then all of a sudden the, the show jumped like 10 years. And all of a sudden it was like, like a space adventure. And I was like, whoa, they're really getting off track here. This is not good. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I kind of like it as a space adventure. But if you were to compare it to old Vanderpump, like oh. I all have all these thoughts. And I was like, holy shit, I'm having stress dreams. If the 10th season of Vanderpump <laughs> rules is going to be good or not. Isn't that dark? That's crazy. Um, uh, One person that fails to leave. Uh, he did. I feel I'm st- uh, is Jax Taylor finally paid off his $1.7 million tax lien. According to uh, Redditors, I was sent a bunch of Reddit information where they tracked this guy's payments down, but he mortgaged his home to pay off these. Like They found all of this information. And I'm just like, dude, like it's so I'm like, I can't be I can't be feeling bad for this guy. But part of me is like, damn, dude, you're like paying at a high percentage rate. You're screwing yourself in the end. Like, just let him back on the show. But then I'm like, don't say that, Ryan. That's horrible. I mean, look, he made great TV. I mean, I would watch I, every time Jax goes live. I watch because he's entertaining. <clears throat> I I don't know. I just well, like, watching I, him. like his friends asked me to unblock him. And then we both followed each other. And then he like I posted like uh, it was the 10th anniversary of Vanderpump Rules on Saturday, I believe. Okay. And I posted something about it and he was like good times and so i i pinned that thing and then people started interacting with him and of course he's like you don't know me you know like he starts getting in oh like, he started that, fighting well he's done that a couple times out of my posts and then also over the holidays he just flat out ripped off one of my posts and took the picture off but left the top about i was like oh that period of time between new year and i had a simon cowell photo and he took that off he kept the thing he kept the the verbiage line and then he put that on his twitter and his instagram and he didn't even credit me and i was like Bro, like, don't treat me like a sunglass hut in Hawaii, you know, like, um, but I kind of felt bad for him. He's like, we're getting all this, like, Vanderpump is amazing. And then Dodie, like, said something on the post and she and I was like, oh, man, I, I don't want to know too much about any of these people, but I wanted to see it on TV. Yeah, I did want to see it on TV. And I and I wish, I, I will say, I do wish Kristen had stayed single for a little bit and had made an appearance in the season because I would have I liked, I would like to see Kristen. But she, she little, she stays having boyfriends. So she's already in a new relationship. Like, she stays Dude, She started boyfriends. that podcast. Supposedly, they weren't together yet. And the, the they don't even live in the same state. The, the oh, podcast. Really? Oh, I was like, I'm like about to start listening to that podcast just because I'm like, now they're dating and they don't even live in the same state. So they did a pod. Like, I'm like, whose idea was it for the podcast? Was it because she wanted to get with him? So she's like, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> like, I, I like, it's so wild. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Schwartz and Sandy's being there two times? Do you like it? I really think it's super cute. I love yeah. the vibe. And like, I-, I thought it was super cute. Yeah. I haven't I eaten like a full meal. I've eaten like, you know, appetizers, but the drinks are good. The vibe is good. Um, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot too. So I'm excited to see that hopefully tonight. Um, speaking over at streaming, we have the renewal of Wednesday on Netflix for season two. Did you watch season one of Wednesday? Oh yeah. Binged it. I think day yeah. one. Well, this was interesting because Amazon Prime was in the running to get season two. They were going to take it away from Netflix and Netflix re-upped. And so that's a that's good news. I think Wednesday belongs on Netflix. Uh, and I thought that was a great series. 
Uh, Brad Pitt uh, this past week was on vacation with his new girlfriend, uh, Ramon Ennis, I believe, who's 29 years old. He's in, uh, I mean, what do you think about this new relationship, which I believe she used to date the guy from the Vampire Diaries. Oh, was that who it was? I thought Paul, she was dating like a diplomat and like had she uh, might maybe have a couple. A, yeah. No, the <laughs> diplomat was the the Linny's uh, Linny's new girlfriend was dating oh, a diplomat. Okay, who knows from Miami? Got it. You're right. I'm getting them all confused. Um, but yeah, I mean, do. I think it's you know Brad and a new girl, 29. Seems about <laughs> seems about Hollywood. Uh, they'll probably be together for a little bit, and then they won't be. What do you th- <laughs> What do you think about? Were you relieved to know that um, Leonardo was on a yacht again with younger women uh, a week ago? I felt very comforted by that. I don't know if you saw the uh, TikTok I put up of Leo in the club. Uh, oh, vibing. You put that up. Yeah. He has like this weird hand over his head and he's like by himself and he has a like an actual cigarette. Yeah. He's not vaping anymore. He's quit the vape. Get the head, take the bread and leave. Like when he did his little like, yeah. He knows that song. He has his moves towards it. I don't know why it brought me so much joy. I've never thought about partying with Leo. I think mostly because I'm not 24 anymore. But like in that moment, I was kind of like, oh, wait, I kind of want to party with Leo. I don't know. because Did you ever see fun. that video of him dancing at Coachella? No. Like you, there's like a whole series. You should do a whole series on Leo dancing videos because <laughs> he really seemed when he's on break, he really seems to you know, just be who he is, whether you like that or not, you know, but I just think at a certain point, it's got to have been like, man, it's getting old, man. Like, or maybe like, it's like, it never gets old because it's so fabulous. That's what I'm saying. I fully believe he's like, when people are like, when are you going to let it go? He's like, I don't ever have to let it go because I'm enjoying my life. And that for for that, I'm like, I give you props. (laughs) If you never, if he never settles down and never gets married, never has a kid, I will give him mad respect because I'll be like, you lived your fucking life, dude. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fun. Like we kind of place these, oh, that's really sad. But at the same time, like I haven't even paid a lot of my bills this month you know like that's sad too like there's a lot of sadness like his sad is probably not that sad no i just want people to like i want us to normalize that like again you haven't seen fleischman in trouble yet and i just finished it. i'm not yeah, giving you anything away you loving but that yeah FX. the adam brody character character at one point he just says like i'm a real human just because i you know haven't been married and have kids i'm a real human and that's how i feel sometimes i'm like don't discount me just because I didn't want to do those things. I want to no, do those other it things. Is, it is weird about life though. It's like, I used to be married and like getting to vote, like that threw my life into a completely different track. And like, I'm still in kind of like the netherworld where you feel like you're in between the, you know, you're like, listen, I didn't plan for any of this. The way I thought my life was going, I was a an actor that worked in an acting studio, married, and now I'm a podcaster that is not, you know, like none of this, this is all new and weird. And it is interesting to watch all of your friends. If you're like, you know, all my Arizona friends married, my friends out here all had kids during the pandemic. And it is very weird to feel like i mean i think that's kind of pop culture is that life vest that you can put on to to feel like you're normal in a or like to be like well this is mine this is mine this is stuff i love yeah so did i just am i about to cry what is going on it's okay let it all out (laughs) this is therapy (laughs) Um, dr kiki's here for you (laughs) what what else is going on uh any uh stories that you're paying attention to or or for this next week Um, i'm mostly just like kind of like getting back into trials like the idaho stuff got me really intrigued and now Ryan i'm sort Kohlberger, of you guys is it's it's oh i was telling that's why i'm on tiktok a lot because i keep trying to i'm just uh, what is it about true crime and what is it about these cases that like 
fascinated us because it really scares the shit out of me at the same time, but it fascinates me. Well, you know, me, I always come from a different angle. I always try to find an angle that nobody is talking about. So everybody was talking about the murders and I was fascinated by the TikToker tarot card reader who was blaming uh, the University oh, of you Idaho. Explain to people, yeah, yeah. Okay. Explain to people about that. So this chick on TikTok who is a clairvoyant and read tarot cards basically had up this whole story about uh, Kaylee's ex-boyfriend, Jack Decor, getting together with this University of Idaho professor, Rebecca Schofield, and plotting the murders. And Rebecca Schofield, she alleges, like, basically was the mastermind behind all of these murders, and she's responsible. And so she's made, like, over 100, maybe over 200 videos blaming this woman for the murders. And the woman had her lawyer send two cease and desist. She put them on TikToks, ignored them. And then she sued her for defamation. And so now there's a defamation case for from the, the professor against this woman. And even after now Brian Kohlberger has been arrested, Named, yeah. she has still blaming Rebecca Schofield. Like she what? is just What's, digging well, in. I figured she'd be like, well, I said it was somebody that worked for a college because he was a TA and a, a grad student. So I was like, oh, maybe, what is she saying now? Oh no, she said- if you have read the probable cause affidavit, as we all yes, did. Yeah, very much. So, I yeah. thought it, I haven't read many, but it, it was a very detailed graphic. It gave so much, you know, like understanding of why he was arrested. She was like, what's this? She's like, there's no information. I don't even know how they arrested him from this. This is, this is conspiracy. Yeah, this now, is and, now, <laughs> and now she's saying that there was a conspiracy with the Moscow police department. So now she, I, I want the, the police department to now sue her. Cause they're saying that there's corruption at Moscow and that's why he was arrested. It's so insane. I love freedom of speech, but at the same time, I hate it. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> nobody, we shouldn't all be able to allow to say whatever we want. This is ridiculous because you know, it's so hard to prove a case these days. And like, that's why like, I was going on Twitter, looking up the hashtags and people were like, well, this isn't a slam dunk case. I'm like, if this isn't a slam dunk case, I don't know what is a slam dunk case. OJ's over there going like, well, I think it's a slam dunk case. Like <laughs> it's like nine, the, the DNA sample is 99.8. And they're like, well, you can't prove the Idaho police didn't put that bead of blood on that sheath. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you that you would even say a statement like that? I get the police are not like, but come on. At a certain point, we do have to believe in the people working these things. And they're not all trying to like, just, I don't know. And we also have to recognize that we only have seen the probable cause affidavit. This is not the only evidence they yes. have. And one page was completely redacted. <laughs> and this is just, this was just a taste. This was like yes. a moose bouche of the actual case that's going to be yeah. presented. But also I'm like, the dude's a criminology student. Like how eerie is that? The dude actually has like, if you follow like his like whole life, he was a uh, kid that lost a hundred pounds his senior year. He was like a kid that didn't get a lot of female attention. He was a kid that uh, was a heroin addict at one point. There was a kid like he really and then fought his way back, saying he wanted to go into crime to understand humanity and himself. I mean, these are all things. And if you like, listen, looks alone and like, listen, somebody said, somebody said like, hey, dude, you look a lot like that. I know killer. I was like, fuck off. Like, like, honestly, like, but also in certain pictures, he looks great. Like nobody has that like vacant stare and you can't go by looks. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It, like to me, I'm like, I don't know what a slam dunk case is if this isn't it. And that's what yeah. scares me because we just had Casey Anthony celebrated on NBC being able to like give a whole different uh, timeline of events in a sense. Slam dunk cases are hard because our system is set up to not put innocent people behind bars. So like the level of like what you have to prove in order to convict someone 
is a lot because they they supposedly don't want to send innocent people to jail. I mean, they send innocent people to jail all the time. But like, it's just if you have enough, if you have a good enough attorney, you can make enough arguments to get out of it because that's the way our system, we just don't want to make, we don't want to make any mistakes. Yeah, I know that's it, and that's the the Idaho police, which are getting a or the <clears throat> Moscow police, which are getting so much shit. Um, you know, they were purposely holding things back, and they asked the public to be patient. But uh, you know, nowadays we're like, no, we ain't patient. That's not our thing. We're going to go make videos about how you are bungling this case. The dad was out there hiring his own like <laughs> stuff, like hiring his own team of detectives. Yeah. And I find that really interesting that they kept it close to the vest because yeah. they didn't want to screw up or scare their suspect, or you know, they wanted to get all their ducks in a row because they knew it's really hard to prove as a legal case and they wanted to try to make it as solid as possible i mean yep. those pulling over on the the interstate two times in nine yeah. minutes like that must have been and then they supposedly have video of him putting out his parents trash at like five in the oh. morning with latex gloves on to the neighbor's trash bin oh did wow i didn't that? see that one. yes but that's what scares me like i've seen it multiple times but like did somebody just make that up or is it true like that's um <laughs> Also, your uh, as we close up here, your YouTube is which you can find on her Instagram, the Talk of Shame, right? At yes. the Talk of Shame, which is also her YouTube. What is on the YouTube? What do you put up there? What is? I really try to do like longer dives into like you know I might do like a story where we get into like oh here's what Angelina and Brad they they have a lawsuit, but then on my YouTube I'll bring out you know my favorite defamation attorney Kate Moss who helped us do the you know Johnny and Amber trial you know go into the details here's the filing like what does this mean and you know and really break it down so I like to do a lot of Judge Judy University uh, on there and um, yeah just go into go into like more deeper. Um, longer explanations of the things that I you share go live on YouTube. Well, as well, or do I haven't you just go started live going Instagram? live on YouTube. I've only been going live uh, every Friday on IG, but you know, I'll start on YouTube soon. I mean, li- literally, I've told you this so many like, but insane talent. Like, I mean, like it's like one of those people that I'm like, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and like that is so cool thank you for starting our year off great by talking to you um you guys you already follow her i know but go follow her on youtube as well um do you still do you have a patreon do you i don't have a patreon just the youtube right now and just the, just the ig yeah Okay, well, go support her. We need more people like her stuff, people that are actually not just making fart joke memes like myself, people that are actually getting you to learn and walking you through these complicated topics. So uh, Kiki Monique, uh, talk of at the talk of at the talk of shame, that'll all be in. But, you know, we're already. So anyways, thank you so much, Kiki. Thank you. Five. Betches.